Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Vibe higher, bitch. Vibe higher. 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 Superficial magic is like if goop were fun. It's like you don't have to go find your path. You just have to relax and let your path find you. Time isn't real. Math isn't real. If you focus on magic, you will create magic. That's like a 100% John Stamos guarantee. You really can manifest anything you want. Vibe higher, bitch. Vibe higher. Vibe higher, bitch. Vibe higher. Vibe higher, bitch. Vibe higher. Oh, I liked how you did that. Oh, you did? Yeah, I think because I did this back bend at the same time. Ooh. Welcome to Superficial <laughs> Magic. Get on in here. I'm your host, Megan Granger, and today I have my friend Jessica J with me. Hi, Jessica. Hi. Am I just a friend? Well, you're a little bit more than a friend. Okay. <laughs> I just bought Paulo Santo down the street, and mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to Paulo Santo you all over, and I didn't mean it in a perverted way, yeah. but I feel like the person checking us out was checking us out exactly yeah, yeah so I saw that. anyway um hi hi you are such a great friend of the podcast you've kept it going so hard if i miss a week i get a text from you saying what the fuck are you doing and uh you're just you're just a great person also you introduced me to today's guest yes so today's guest is the in-house astrology person he's perfect he's perfect he's amazing um he's more than an astrologist he's like a life coach essentially definitely his name's sean brethway aka astrology guy Mm -hmm. i'm so impressed that he got the name astrology guy i know god and it was quick too it wasn't like the universe was just like yeah it's yours (laughs) exactly (laughs) yeah you take it um he's manifesting some amazing stuff right now he talks about it on the podcast real big stuff Mm -hmm. how'd you meet him well quick story um about three years ago i realized that i was not a pisces moon like i thought i was probably for a good year and a half you probably had like pillowcases that said pisces exactly (laughs) seriously like every book and every like (laughs) so you're like oh my god i'm not a pisces i'm not a pisces moon um I found out I was a Scorpio moon. Ooh, and I'm a Scorpio moon. Yes. And that's yeah. why it freaked me out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it makes sense. <laughs> so I was looking to go to see some professional help for that. Um, my husband, boyfriend at the time, recommended me to his astrologist. However, he was traveling the world. And so that wasn't working out. And then I was freaking out. Um, I even like lost some sleep over it. Jess, <laughs> the craziest thing is you are not kidding. I know. You sat in bed awake yes. worrying about being a Scorpio. I know. Wow. Okay. So I didn't you're, know what it meant. And you're it just fiending for like uh, an answer. For an answer, yes. And I think yeah. I probably was talking about it and manifested because like two days later, I was at a Christmas party and uh, met a mutual friend of Sean and mine. His name is Wes. And we, he was just had gone to, to Sean to Sean that oh, day. Oh wow! I was like, I have you have to go see him. Blah blah blah. So we set it up. Two weeks later, I was in a session with Sean. And Did you cry? Changed. Yeah. Um, well, I, I cried. Even, I cry. I cry most sessions. Now I don't even like wear eye makeup when I go. <laughs> oh my God. 
Uh, yeah, and I'm not an emotional person either. Yeah. But he makes me feel so safe mm-hmm. and just kind of gets it out. So it's weird because I always thought, you know, you get your chart read, end of story. Right. But it's not like that. Not with him, at least. No. Um, yeah, he's more like a life coach and he a whole like he'll give you all this information and then he tells you what to do with it uh i'm so obsessed with him i know also i everybody who's listened to this podcast for more than 10 minutes knows that i really want to marry him i know you do i'm in love with him yeah and he's in love with me <clears throat> yeah <laughs> <laughs> um okay so you found sean yes that's amazing i'm so thankful that you did that yes I'm going to move into the next segment. Okay. And it's going to be called Universe Did What? You Needed What? Ooh, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> this week, I get a phone call from Dolores. She's been on the podcast before. She's a boss ass bitch. She's one of my best friends, as are you. Mm-hmm. I mean, look mm-hmm. at it. It's just friends on the podcast. <laughs> um, and she was like, you'll never believe what happened. And I was like, I bet I will. And she said that she always wanted to work on this particular person's presidential campaign okay and in most people's cases i'd be like well that's really silly but in dolores's case i'm like well you should probably be the president so um she really wanted to work on this campaign she found out he was running for president so she put in her uh application Mm -hmm. or her resume and cover letter into the ethers into the internet and just like fuck it i that'll never be seen go about my day (laughs) right two hours later she gets a phone call from somebody she went to college with (laughs) being like Hey, I'm working on this campaign and I think you would be perfect for this job. He hadn't seen her resume. He hadn't seen <laughs> her beautiful cover letter with, you know, the like pixelated art she'd yeah. added to it, of course, because <laughs> that's what you do with a resume. And uh, yeah, it really struck me that big things can happen. Definitely. If you just put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I it, it brings me to an interesting point, which is that... <laughs> Can you call your own points interesting? Sure. Well, well, it's your podcast, and we'll let you do whatever you want. <laughs> or it's like, I, I sometimes I feel like the universe is going to give you magic, and it's going to like make it easy, and it's going to flow in. But you have to do that like really dumb thing first. Where right. you're just like, this is never going to work. For example, when I wanted to be like an intern that mm-hmm. at this business that was really hard to be in. I had to send my thing out to a million people and I was yeah. getting rejected and I was like, fuck, this is never going to work. And then I got led to this new roommate situation that was perfect. Mm-hmm. And of course she's like, my best friend runs this company and you can be an intern there. And it's the, it was the best one. So I feel like you have to start with the footwork and then the universe will, will help you out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. But you have to do some hardship first. You have to. You yeah. have to leave the house you, too. Oh no! Yeah, I don't I want know, to. I know. It's so scary. We're going. We're going to leave the house tonight. We're going to a breathwork meditation. We are, and I'm happy for that. Where they give soup afterwards. But I was going to tell you we're not eating soup because we have to run away after, so we don't have to talk to people. Because <laughs> I'm feeling shy. <laughs> no, I'm sure they'll all be lovely, and I'll want to talk um, over some soup and not be in in my house. <sighs> if you enjoyed this conversation. <laughs> Go rate it five stars. Uh, listen to Sean's part first because it's uh, it's just unbelievable. It's one of my favorite interviews that we've done with him. And it, yeah, I, I got so much out of it. So go give us five stars. Leave us a good review and join the Facebook group at Superficial Magic Vibrators. And uh, come say hello. Yes. Have a great week. We love you. We love you. Bye. Bye. Hi, 
Sean. Hi, it's for me to mist my face and kiss. Like, <laughs> we have a little water bottle for Sean to mist. Yeah. I have hydration um, yeah. requirements. Moisturize, moisturize. <laughs> yes. Um, Sean. Yes. We're gonna start off with the most important question. Everybody's dying to know. Okay. You're here. You're a guest. Are you going to marry me? <laughs> You're taking away my whole entire option of proposal. <laughs> I had a whole thing planned. So the answer is absolutely. Okay, great. Okay, so now that we've got that out of the way, yes. you have some really big stuff going on right now. Mm, yeah. Can you tell us about it? No. Um, I think I can't talk about it. Yet. You can't talk about it. Okay, but can you... But no, put it this way. I've, I've done um, I've done a few guest spots on yeah. some shows that I'm really excited that are coming out in 2020. That's amazing. So I will make sure that I um, you know post about it and promote it so that way everybody knows where to check me out. Well, you were saying <laughs> something interesting when you were telling me about it, which mm -hmm. was that you kind of got led to these things, which shall remain anonymous. Um, through your own, like following your own advice. Oh, absolutely. Can you talk us through what that looks like? Yes. The thing, the, the reason that I love astrology so much is it basically helps us understand the flow of the universe mm. because everything works in a systematic way. So the more you can get into that flow by understanding the way the system works, the more you optimize your potential to manifest things and to, you know, just attract the things that you desire. Yes. Okay. So you're sitting there and you're like, oh, the system is this way. So yes. I need to do like what what's this particular action? Here's a, the, the main thing is for sure routine and consistency. Because even if you think oh, about wow. the sun is on a routine, the moon Whoa. is on a routine. Like these things are consistently doing a routine existence. Right. And if they did one single thing differently the whole universe would explode <laughs> it would definitely change the game so it's like if we can follow that system in terms of understanding the more consistent that we are the more we have a routine that we know supports the things that we desire and our well-being the more happy the more fulfilled and the more we really access that power to manifest what we want wow so discipline yes do you have any like words of how to make discipline not feel like the worst thing that's ever um, existed? Yes. If you're disciplining yourself to create habits that you enjoy because they're leading to accomplishing your goals. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like if you have a goal to just be healthier and be in better shape, you're going to be more disciplined with working out consistently. If you choose a workout that you enjoy you know, and the thing is, for some people, like there was no workout that I enjoy. You have to test things out. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to test out. Maybe it's yoga for some people. Maybe it's, you know, running for other people. Maybe no, it's, it's cross not running for anyone. <laughs> Those people are insane. <laughs> there are a select few that do love that. I, and, my parents. Yeah, they love it. Yep. Right. Mm -hmm. And then there's CrossFit for some people. There's I mean, you know, there's there's many different options. But once you test it, you find out for yourself and then you say, OK, this is working for me. Let me s start to do this consistently to create a habit. And then you have yourself on a routine of doing the habits every day that feed your goal. I love that because I can, I can, uh, what's the word? I don't know. I, I, I've done that in my mm -hmm. life with exercise in particular yep. where I hate exercise, mm -hmm. hate, hate, despise, absolutely cannot even, <laughs> I, I wouldn't do it. Right. And then I realized that walking is exercise mm -hmm. or bar method is exercise. And those two things, I don't want to have that CrossFit. I'm going to puke 
feeling. This is so hard. Right. I, I never want to have that feeling again. I just want to like move. Right. And so these two ways are so simple. They're so easy. They feel so good. And if I don't do it for a day, I, I can't believe this is my life now, but I'm I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Once you start to do something consistently that's good for you, mm -hmm. then you miss it when you're not doing it. Right. You know, that's the cool thing about it. So I guess I'm I'm people at home maybe are wondering this too. Like, how do you change it? Okay. So writing for mm -hmm. me, I would just find a way to make writing more fun. Right. And make it more enjoyable and just add that in every day to the point that it's not something I dread and it's something I feel like, oh, I missed it. Well, the thing is also not pressuring your pressuring yourself to, um, you know, kind of to to the point where you're beating yourself up when you don't do it. Because oh. the thing is, because we are human beings and we have free will, you know, then we have those days where you don't feel as inspired as others. That's where astrology comes in. There are certain times where the energy is supporting your ambition, and other times where you actually are less ambitious because of where the moon is or because of what month it is. And that's okay. And that's totally okay because everything is ebb and flow. You're not going to consistently be the exact same person every day mm. that's just on fire and wanting to, you know, you know, kick butt. So you have to be understanding with yourself and then just know, okay, I'm going to set these goals. I'm going to do my best to consistently achieve those goals on a daily basis. But when I don't do it a hundred percent, that's okay. You know, it's just consistently having those as a reference point of what you're attempting to achieve. And then the more you do that, even if it's little by little every day, you're making progress, you know, that's the thing. And, and that progress will lead to success. You have a way of explaining things that really just shoots straight to the the point and resonates with me. So thank awesome. you. I mean, you're welcome. <laughs> damn, the things that that you're going to be having coming up are huge. I'm so excited for you. Thank uh, you. I can't wait for everybody to find out. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> so I also wanted to ask. Every time you're on, we get a ton of questions about um, can people get more pictures of you <laughs> you're kidding right no. that, that, is, that is so not real no, no like, I'm, that's real and um where did like how did you fall into this because this is a pretty out of left field thing it absolutely is basically when i was 19 i'd gone to college for two years and when i was 19 i decided to move to los angeles with my brother and when we moved out here, the only thing that we had in our apartment that had, you know, no furniture, no TV, no nothing at that time, we only had this book <laughs> that my mom had given us. And I don't even know why she gave it to us. It wasn't like, you know, you have to have this book, like it's going to change your life. She was just like, get this book the fuck out of yeah, my house. I think it was more that. <laughs> Where she's like, oh, you know, if you get bored, read this, you know, whatever. So, and it was called Linda Goodman's Love Signs. Well, the thing is, my brother had just gotten divorced. And my parents were split up also. And so one day I was just, you know, I, my whole life I've always been obsessed with relationships. And once I learned about my chart, I understood why. But at this point, I was just like, well, let me read this because I am bored right now. And when I looked at the book and I looked at my brother's sign, which is Libra, and his wife, which is Virgo, and they got a divorce, and my dad, who's Virgo, and my mom, who's Libra, they got a divorce. And I was like, there's something to the fact that in this book, it's explaining to me the dynamic of why they had such a hard time wow. connecting. So at that time, I was like, being the Capricorn that I am, I'm like, all right, this makes sense to me. You know, this is something I can go out and test. 
So immediately from that point on, I started just asking people their birthdays and looking it up and saying, you know, are you like this? Does this make sense to you? Just consistently testing it to see, does this stuff resonate? And then I looked at my own chart. And when I saw that you, when you have cancer rising, you're supposed to be like clairvoyant. And so I was thinking, well, I've never had moments of, you know, feeling like I'm some psychic, but I was like, let me go and get some tarot cards and just, you know, for the fun of it, do a reading for my brother or my friends. Cause it was just interesting to me. So I got those tarot cards. Fast forward, I ended up getting a job on one of those psychic hotlines. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Yes, uh, Miss Cleo. I don't know if you guys remember Miss Cleo. Of course. So I worked for Miss Cleo. I was one of her psychic friends. Like, Did you, you ever meet it? her? I never met her. Is she real? No, because the thing was, she was this, that's why there was a lawsuit against her. And there was a whole thing that went on because she was representing some, something that she wasn't. But the people that you would call in for were actual people that were doing cards. And so me starting to do that, I started to commit the information to memory because I would get someone's birthday. I would do their cards. And I was genuinely with me. I was less trying to predict their future and, and more just trying to give them the, the information that I'd learned so far on how to know themselves better. So that way they could make better decisions and that way they could get the things that they wanted. Oh, yeah. So that's that's where it all began. Was your brother like, <laughs> stop giving me tarot readings and stop <laughs> telling me about my sign no, or was he loving it? no he was loving it because for him at the time he was more teaching me about it but he was using it to say if i have this information i can go out and meet any girl and as long as i know her birthday <laughs> i'll know exactly <laughs> what to do to kind of you know make sure that i'll have the best possible outcome <laughs> well thank god that you guys had this experience because you i i just sent another friend to you and she called me and said life has completely changed no that's awesome i love hearing that it's really crazy do you hear that a lot uh i i mean i hear it enough to know that um the reason that i do it is 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 showing me that it's working because that's the whole thing about it is i know what it's done for me and so i wanted so desperately to be able to share the information with people so i could do the same for them which is just give you more tools to optimize your fulfillment yeah. And and the thing is, the tools are all based on how everything is created and how it all works together. Yeah, you know that's what I love about it. And so so yeah, anytime I hear that, it makes me feel incredible. <laughs> so you were telling us that we're coming into 2020. Mm-hmm. You were telling us that we had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that's been revealed. <laughs> he knows everything. Um, you were telling us that you okay. Number one, we need to calculate our personal year. Yes. For 2020. Yes. What are you talking about? Because okay. you explain this to me a lot and mm-hmm. every time I forget. So let's go through it again and let's teach the listeners how to how to figure out their personal year because this is important. Okay, it's very important because this is also part of being in that flow and understanding what to expect with the upcoming year okay. for, for yourself. So the thing is, is that everybody, every nine years of life is like... If, is a chapter of life. Like if your book, if your life was a book, right? And then each chapter is nine pages. Got it. So if you look at it like that, every every page represents a year. So every nine years is a chapter of your life. Got it. And each year there's a specific lesson for you to be learning to move you to the, it's almost like school, to move you to the next phase until you get to the point of your eight year, which we know eight is the, the number for manifesting, mm-hmm. right? So that's like the climax of the chapter where you manifest almost instantaneously if you've been doing all the work and that's what i'm in right now right yes and i mean this house that i manifested is 
stupid. Right. I was literally, I just wanted to manifest a house up in the hills in Los Feliz. Number one, what? That's literally impossible because it's one of the most expensive places in Los Angeles to live. Why would I even think of that? Mm -hmm. I wanted to live with people who were super creative and we all created together and super clean and really healthy. And I found on Craigslist that exact world. What I love about what you just said, though, is everything that you listed as you were talking about manifesting it you talked about all the things that you wanted Mm -hmm. and when you think of the things that you want you feel really excited as you're thinking about them that connection is what activates your power to manifest the issue is when people think of what they don't want you know or they think i want that house but then they think but what about if this happens or what about if that happens or it's not really realistic because of right you know those things all undermine that natural flow that the optimism gives right so the optimism is like a magnet yes yes because it creates that emotion that connects to the intention and then that's where your power really is wow okay okay so my eight years been working out like a treat um but i'm about to move into my ninth year right now what's the ninth year so the ninth year because it's right after the climax right Mm -hmm. it's it's when you lay in bed and smoke a cigarette (laughs) yes yes it's exactly that time period (laughs) where you really almost reminisce and take in what just Mm. took place, what it means to you. Understanding, okay, who have I become now that I just had that incredible experience and I've seen everything that I've that I've had the power to manifest, I see the reflection of that back to me. So now understanding what do I want to capitalize on? What do I want to leave behind? Mm. You know, what serves me still? What no longer serves me? It's really the year for like assessment and reflection in order to then prepare yourself for the one year, which is the reinvention, where you're really about like, okay, now I'm going to step in. And even if you stay in the same profession, the reinvention year is about just doing things differently because you've genuinely become a different person. It's the Madonna year. It's totally the Madonna year, the reinvention tour. Yes, I (laughs) love it. Okay, so you're, okay. Okay, so year one, we'll start there. It's your reinvention. Yes. You can think of that as the year that you plant the seeds for the next nine. And if there's any one-year-olds listening to this podcast, it's just your first time doing that. Well, no, here's the thing. You don't, that, that I'm so glad you said that because a lot of people, when I'm doing a reading for them, they'll try to calculate it as when they were born as their one year. Oh. But basically because our soul is ever existing, our soul never really is born and never really dies. So you come in on a certain vibration mm. and it's based on your birthday. So let's talk about how to calculate the number because that will explain why uh, someone who's one years old isn't in their one year. Oh. You basically take the number of your birth month. You uh-huh. know, let's take, for example, 12, if you're born in December. Mm-hmm. So 12. You add that to your birthday, okay. right? Which, let's say, for example, is 29. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then you add the year that we're in. So 2019, oh, right? Okay. Because that's why it's a personal year number for each year. Oh, my God. Your life path number is a different number because that that determines what the trajectory of your entire life may look like. And that's calculated by the month, the day and the year that you're born. Got it. But the, the way to calculate this is basically for the personal year number is you take the month that you're born, the number for the month, the number for the day and then the number for the year that we're in. So 2020 would be. A four? Exactly. Okay. Yes. So then to know just for 2020 itself, the way that it will affect everyone, the energy for that year, the four year is all about consistent work. 
So what will be rewarded more than anything else is what we started talking about at the beginning of our conversation, which is consistency Mm. and really deciding where you're putting your energy on a day to day basis is so powerful because wherever you put your energy is where you're going to get the return. Mm -hmm. Right. So if you think of having a certain amount of energy every day or, you know, how are you going to spend that? Where are you going to put it and making sure that you've decided with your free will that we have to put the energy in the places that are serving that overall vision you have for yourself. That arching goal. Yes, exactly. When you do that and then you use, you know, you can determine where the energy is most um, effective for you with the astrological tools, then you're, you're golden. You're in the flow. You're ready to go. Okay. (laughs) So the math is four plus Month, your birthday, yes. the day of your birthday. Yes. And then what do you do with that number? You keep adding until you get one number. Oh. So you basically just keep adding until you get one number. So if we, for example, took 12, right? Uh-huh. So that's three. Got it. Okay, because two plus one, uh-huh. or one plus two is three. And then you take 27, or let's just, what did we say before, 29? Uh-huh. 29. So nine and two is 11. Uh-huh. And then you reduce that uh-huh. to one plus one is two. Okay. Right. So oh. then you have, right. So then you have the three from the twelve, and then the two uh-huh. from and then the four, and then the four exactly. So three and two, five, five and four, nine. Oh, so twenty twenty is going to be nine for me. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, okay. Yes. Cool. So then you then you go back to understanding what each year stands for, so that way you know what the overall intention is for you. In okay. terms of where the energy is. So for you, even though you can continue to manifest, it doesn't mean you can't manifest. It just means that the consciousness around that year for you is understanding, okay, this is the closing of a chapter. So as excited as you can be about manifesting all the things that you want, understanding I'm also meant to bring awareness and pay attention to what I have created for myself. Aww. You know, when you look around this home, you're thinking, what does this mean about who I am? How does this make me feel? Yeah. Where do I want to go next? What lessons have I learned in the last nine years? So I don't have to repeat any experiences <laughs> that are trying to teach me that lesson. <laughs> it's like enjoy, enjoy the fruits of your labor. Yes. And uh, observe your lessons so you're not repeating them. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. And finding the meaning in that, you know, and then. The coolest thing about it is, is that so many times we hear if I could just go back to whatever age and know what I know now, you know, you really get to start over like your one year. You do get the chance to start over to a certain degree with all the new information you have. That's cool. If you stay in the flow with it. Yeah. So um, but just so everybody knows what was the so we were we gave one year. Right. Uh The reinvention year. If you think of that as the seed planting year, the next year, which is one of the most challenging years of the nine year cycle is your two year where you're meant to learn patience. Ugh. I know, right? That's, and with most of my clients, that's the year where they're really frustrated, like things aren't happening as quickly as they would like them to happen, or they're not making as much money as they'd like to make. Because the thing is, think about it, when you first plant a seed, it's so exciting. Like, let's just say we're going to plant a tree. We're so excited. We, you know, we're planting the seed or whatever, and then you cover it up with the, so- the soil. And at that point, you have to wait. Yeah, there's nothing the, you can do. To that's f- yeah, that's the boring part. Yes, you can't you can't fast track that. You can nurture it. You can give it everything it needs. It still has to take a certain amount of time before you get the first like vision of that manifesting of that actual. So how do you make it more enjoyable? By knowing that that's what you're up against. Yeah. Because then you're like, okay, if I'm supposed to learn patience, what I can do during this year is really, first of all, kind of 
confirm after I've planted these seeds of what I really want, really confirm for myself, is that truly what I want? Am I willing to wait for it in these mm. circumstances? Am I learning now that in the space of when you can't control things, what can you do? Oh, I can work on being more connected to my intuition. I can work on not being as reactive in situations. I can work on creating relationships that I know I want to take with me along this nine-year cycle. You know, if you're spending your time doing that, you're not so worried about like, when is that seed going to grow? You know, yeah, it's like you're focusing on empowering yourself to strengthen the parts of you that, you know, you can strengthen on a daily basis. Fun. Okay. I can do that. Yes. And then in your three year, you finally get some reward. It's poking out of the ground. Yes, exactly. So that's almost like a baby eight year where you're like, oh, manifesting, it's happening. Uh (laughs) you know. And then uh, you go into the four year, which is pure work. So now that you've manifested some, you know, some material success, uh, the things that you wanted to do, then it's about staying consistent and feeding that to make it grow. Okay. You know, and then after your four year, you go into your five year, which is all about freedom and diversity. So in that, after the four year of working consistently, consistently, consistently being very focused, you can give yourself a bit of reward of saying, okay, now I can be a little more free. I can question my ideas and my values. So that way I'm making sure that I'm going to be as fulfilled as I thought I was going to be in my one year with these goals. Okay. Your six year, which is one of my favorites. Is the year for love. Oh. <laughs> you know, that's my favorite thing. Relationships yes. and love. I try to relate everything to love and relationships. But in your sixth year, that's the year usually where if you're in a relationship, that's the year where, where it either deepens or it disconnects. Oh. Because the whole focus of that year is, is to remind yourself, I can't forget about love and emotion and connection. You know, it's not all about achieving goals and making money. You know, like life is so much, there's so much more to life. It's beautiful when you're achieving goals and making money because you're accessing what your gifts are and you're sharing that with the world. Love it. But the thing is, we're also, you know, beings of emotion and love is real. That is a thing that we have in order to experience and grow. And that whole year is meant to, to experience that. I'm kind of seeing in my mind right now, like this seed bursting through, it's, it's growing and then the sixth year is like learning to just accept the sun. Yes, exactly. And appreciate that. And it's not even to grow as much as to just feel. Yes. And love that just being and, and experiencing. Yeah. And the thing is, as human beings, especially, especially it's, it's really important for us to share that with someone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even if it's just friends, it doesn't always have to be a romantic relationship. It's well, between you and me, it's always going to be romantic. <laughs> it but will you always can, be. Yeah, nothing but love. But like friends are fine, too. For everyone else. Yeah, yeah, there. yeah. Okay. Okay. So six years, good. You, yes. you get some love. Okay. And yep. then we get another challenging year. Gosh. Which is a seven year. You got to have the, it's all ebb and flow. Don't forget. You got to have the ups and downs. I good just want bad. all eight years. <laughs> That would be no fun. That's true. That's true. (laughs) The thing is, it's like, you know, yin yang. It all has to be, you know, day, night. There's all opposites at all times, masculine, feminine, the whole thing. So in your seven year, you're basically meant to clean house spiritually. Where like if there's anything you haven't dealt with, if there's anything emotionally, any darkness, anything you've been suppressing, anything that, you know, you're meant to identify with within yourself like shadow stuff yes that's the year that that really comes up if you haven't dealt with it the thing is the the cool thing is is when you know this cycle you can be trying to deal with that during the whole entire process like right now this is my seven year 
But because I've been so prepared for it, there hasn't been stuff that has come up that's so heavy because I consistently do my best to deal with those things as they as they take place. Yeah. So it's just like with your two year, the two and seven year can be the most challenging of the nine year cycle. But if you're prepared, it's just like school. You know, if you know next year you're taking algebra and you've never taken it before, but you prep for it, it's going to be a lot easier yeah. than if you just, you know, roll up with no information and, and say, <laughs> okay, well, here we go. That was my last seven right. year. I just like squealed up. Oh, it was mine too. Yeah. Trust me. Yeah. My last seven year was not that sexy. Okay. So, so Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so then eight years manifesting, it's yes. the shit. Yes. And then the ninth year is what we... The it's reflection the of reflection. it all. But I just want to make this point too. The eight year, just in case anyone had an eight year this year and they're like, it was the worst year of my life. The thing is, is that your eight year will reflect back to you whatever is truly going on inside. Oh. So you'll manifest those things that you want to manifest if you have that true desire, that connection, and you're honest with yourself and you know where you're at and you yeah. believe it's possible. That will be reflected. If not, your eight year will manifest all the things that your soul has been trying to help you learn the last seven, but you refused it. And it's like, okay, now I have a tidal wave of conflict, confusion, pain, but it's all still, the universe is all still trying to help you. It's basically saying, look, I, you, you didn't do it on your own. So I uh, have to help I you. I just journaled that the other day. I was like, <laughs> I want to learn this lesson so you don't have to give it to me the hard way. There you go. I'm trying. That's you the know? way. That, yeah. That's so the way to do it because you will for sure be forced to. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So it's like if you don't, the experience that's meant to teach you will just get heavier and heavier, more extreme, more extreme. I mean, absolutely it will. And yes. the weirdest realization I've had through my whole journey of life is that the universe literally is working for you. Absolutely. The worst things are just trying to teach you the fucking lesson so you can move on. So true. Even, you know, it's just so weird. And I used to have this feeling or just victim-y way of like, oh, of course, perfect. Here we go again. <laughs> right. Thanks, just universe. Luck, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh, literally, perfect. Thank you. Gonna move through this. Like, let's do it. Yes. Um, that's really cool. Can you give an example of somebody going through an eight year? Like, have you seen, you know, you don't have to give their name or anything, right. but have you seen somebody? I just want to see what the, hear what that looks like. In terms of the, the, the positive version, for no, example. Okay. The negative version. I actually version. had a client yesterday that, um, and obviously I'm not going to say it. I won't say any name, so she'll be cool with it. But um, she was basically telling me, you know, she said my eight year was a shit show. Mm. And I was like, okay, based on the fact that this was actually the first time that I was meeting with her. I was like, I wish I met you at the beginning of this year. Yeah, we could have right? really set you up. But the, the bottom line is so many relationships. The thing is her sole lesson is to learn to love herself. But by understanding what loving yourself really is, is it means doing things that are in your best interest and having balanced relationships. Balanced relationships is a reflection of knowing your worth knowing that life is all give and take. If you're a giving, loving person, then it's understanding you also deserve to receive. Yeah. So the thing is with her, having that lesson be necessary and her not tending to that yet, all the relationships that were takers from her, like, exploded. Oh. And, you know, in her eight year. 
So it was like almost like everything was going wrong in her eyes. Yeah. But it was really the universe saying, okay, look, we've given you red flags. We've given you scenarios where you knew you were not fulfilled by these relationships. You knew you weren't getting what you deserved, yet you still continued to put yourself, you know, low enough on that, um, on your priority list to need to learn that that's not going to work for your soul and its journey. Yeah. So that, so her eight year, it was, it was many relationships coming to a head and having experiences within those relationships that were very, very difficult, you know, but the, the cool thing is when you understand that it's working for you, like you said, somehow this is in my best interest and asking yourself, what am I supposed to learn from this? Yeah. Once you do that and you, and you learn that lesson and you take it with you, then you can say to yourself, I never have to go through that again. Yep. because I, I've learned, I learned it. Exactly, exactly. Oh my gosh, and once you learn a lesson, it's so funny because I can see them just popping up into my experience mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, you're funny. Right. <laughs> no way. <laughs> N-O. Um, yeah, my default mode used to be, and I can still go to this, is just like, I don't want to learn any lessons. I just want to be comfortable. I'm going to shut down and like just ignore everything and keep going and it doesn't last long because then you just like light your hair on fire or something <laughs> that like really has to come. Yeah. Through. You can run, but you can't hide. You like, cannot hide. <laughs> no, it's so no. annoying. It's just the way it's, that's the one thing, like the laws of the universe, the way that it all works systematically, you're meant to be here to actualize to the best version of yourself. The only way to do that is by learning and changing and growing in the flow. If you resist the flow, you will have experiences that will try to help you to get in that flow. Yeah. Why is it so scary to like, once I pass a lesson, I'm like, that was so dumb. That was so easy. Like, why have I been repeating that for 10 years? That wasn't that hard, but it's so scary to come against it. I think a lot of it has to do with our ego because our ego loves the familiar. Yeah. And even if the familiar isn't the best thing for you, it's still familiar. So you feel safe because you know how to handle it. So anytime you step into the unknown, it's uncomfortable and it's scary. Yeah. But that's where all the gifts are. That's where all the growth is, you know? So it's like if you learn to be excited by that, still scared. Like when people say they're fearless, I don't know about that. Like I think we might have talked about that before. It's Everyone experiences fear because that's a human emotion also. Yeah. But it's about saying, okay, I understand fear is going to come up because I'm stepping into the unknown, but I'm not going to let that hold me back because I know in order to get to the place of fulfillment, I have to step through my fear and see what I'm capable of and see what life has to offer me. Ooh, these bumps. Right? It's, it's way more exciting than saying, you know what? Never mind. I'm just going to stay right here where I'm comfortable. Even though I'm not happy, it's all familiar. So I feel my ego feels in control. Yes. I mean, my ego would be so dramatic. This is so emo. <laughs> but and I, I, I would just be like, I just will kill myself so I don't have to learn these lessons. Because they're ego. way too hard. Right. That That's so ego because it's like taking the easy way out, yeah. really. You know? Yeah. And that's the thing. Your ego wants you, even when it comes to when it comes to love, when it comes to career goals, anything that is the unknown, your ego will try to. It's that voice in our head, that uh, the voice of doubt that tries to get us scared enough to just stay in the familiar. Mm. But if you recognize that that's the voice of doubt, that's not the voice of your soul and your intuition, because the voice of your soul and your intuition gave you that desire to even look into the unknown and get excited about it. 
Right. Then the ego kicks in. It's like, don't do that because, you know, this could happen or that could happen. Or what are you thinking? You're too old for that or you're too young for that or you're too, you know, you don't have enough education for that. Or, you know, look at Just the people around you. typical bitch ass self. Exactly. Exactly. Ugh, so it's like. stupid w- slut. Yeah. <laughs> but the great thing is when you learn to starve that voice, it begins to diminish it gets thinner yes exactly (laughs) and the thing is it it never ever goes away that's what i want people to know also like you cannot i mean maybe some people can but i just think overall as human beings it's part of who we are because that's what kept us alive at like you know back in the day when we had to be scared to to stay alive yeah so but now that we've evolved to the place where we don't have to worry about going out and killing our own food and making sure we don't get killed in the process we have much more brain space for other things to take place so that voice of fear really has no place any Uh, longer okay that's that's some good stuff can you tell us anything else about 2020 2020 so the thing is it's knowing that this is the year first of all you want to get ahead of the game in terms of understanding now that we're in the winter season don't try to i mean you can but it's going to be less effective if right now you're like i'm going to make my new year's resolution on january 1st and you know then keep it moving the thing is the winter season is about it's almost like the nine year of the year it's like it's the year it's the time for reflection and the time for taking in everything that you created throughout the the seasons because even though the calendar year is important the seasonal year is is just as important. Understanding that spring is the real beginning. Summer is the time to, to do the work for the seeds that you planted in spring. Fall is when you really start to get all the fruits of that labor. And then winter is when you're enjoying everything that you've created and then understanding what you did right, what you did wrong, where there's lack, what you can improve upon. So that way when spring rolls around again, you're ready to set those new goals. Right. You know, so... So it's kind of like take the year, so it's going to be four. It's going to be a four year. Yes, And yes. then apply that to the winter, the summer, the spring, exactly. and the fall. Yep. Okay. And then also knowing, so the four year is the overall year for all of us. Uh-huh. So the main theme for the entire year is consistency will be rewarded because it's all about focus and consistency. And then knowing then your personal year number that you're uh-huh. going to calculate with your own birthday. So that would be different for each individual. Like you're going into your nine. Uh-huh. I think uh, Jessica's going into her six. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going into my eight. Mm-hmm. Oh, Ooh, lucky. <laughs> wow, must be nice. <laughs> yes, very excited about that. <laughs> very prepared. He's raising the roof. <laughs> yes, <laughs> did raise the roof a little bit. And then um, so that uh, so each person's going to have their individual version of that. And then just also reminding themselves that like you still have, you know, the until the end of winter to really assess plan and get it together yeah you know what i mean like you don't have to think you know oh you know january 1st is coming up right around the corner let me get all my new year's resolutions and then let me just cast all responsibility away till then because the year's almost over and what can i do now so let me just wait until january 1st oh are you reading my mind <laughs> <laughs> so many people are thinking you know that's yeah the way we've always thought it's like if you haven't done it by now, then forget it. And then I'll just start over January 1st. Right. And if you plant seeds in winter, it's not going to go that great. <laughs> you know, right. you want to plant seeds in spring. Okay. That's yeah. right. I remember you saying that, that the beginning of the year is not January 1st. Right. So right. just consistently keep, you know, moving with, with winter. Don't put everything off. Keep right. seeing what you're learning and et cetera. Yes. Bring so as much self-awareness as you possibly can in the next few months. Be as honest with yourself as possible. Don't judge yourself, but be honest with yourself. What do I truly want? What can I improve on my day-to-day to create habits that will feed that vision? 
And let me get in that flow. Let me get on that path. Yeah. Don't waste any time being like, oh, well, I have a habit of doing this or habit of doing that. And I haven't done this yet. And I haven't done that yet. Like really give yourself the opportunity to clean the slate, only take with you the lessons you've learned so far and start fresh. Start fresh. Yes. Like why not? Oh my you gosh. Know? I love it. I love it so much. Yeah. Is there a baby yet? Like talking or am I going crazy? <laughs> There's a baby okay, in the background. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I heard a little bit of that in the background, yes. Okay, cool. Um, anything else we need to know, Sean? I'm trying to think. I think that's pretty much it. And then just also recognizing once you've calculated what, like, let's say your your personal year number is a two-year right now. And we just had all that, you know, excitement about starting fresh and restarting and not being hard on yourself. Still understand that if you're putting forth effort, you're not getting results immediately, that it doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong. That's where your intuition comes into play. You have to be led by what your intuition is telling you to do because you don't always get immediate results. It'd be beautiful if we did. But that's why we hear so many stories of the people that are successful in living their dreams where they're saying, you know, for so long, I didn't have any results. Right. You know, but they listened to their, their, their intuition, intuition and they followed what they knew was right for them. So when you're in the flow and you're and you're doing what's in your best interest, as long as you're doing that, you can rest assured you're on the right path. Jessica just slipped me a note. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> it, it says tips on finding love for 2020. I think she's hoping that I. Uh, <laughs> what? Sex? Is, are you doing sex? No. Oh, she's. Oh, I thought she was doing like. Oh, I know you were. Are you okay? Um, any tips for finding love? Uh, the the main thing about finding love is getting yourself in the place where you're feeling the most excited about yourself that you ever have. Ooh, yeah. Because when you're in that vibration and that flow, you're gonna attract a reflection of that. Yeah. You know, and then you're also gonna be much more optimistic about love because you're gonna be feeling like you're a really good catch. Yeah. You know, the the better you feel about yourself. First of all, your vibration has already changed to a place where you're going to attract positive experiences. But then if you're really, really connected to wanting to have a soulmate or just wanting to be in a relationship, then focus on that desire and the excitement about it. Like you were the excitement of the house, you know, and don't think of all the things that you don't yeah, want. Totally. Don't waste your brain power on that. Don't hang out with your friends and talk about how all guys suck or how all girls suck or, you know, my friends are in relationships and they're so unhappy. Okay. That has nothing to do with you and your soul's path. Mm -hmm. Focus on what you want and being the best version of yourself and you will attract a reflection of that. Yeah, it worked for us. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> There's no surprise that I'm stepping into my eight year and you're right across the table from me. <laughs> um, yeah, I've also just found in conclusion that the, the Pinterest board is really my friend. I don't know how to make it private, so it's pretty embarrassing. Um, but I'm making a Pinterest board right now that uh, has all my shit on it. And, you know, I have like guys that you can't see their face and they're perfect. And, um, I'm really excited about it and getting excited about myself and all this stuff that's, that could come in to match it. I love so it. yeah. Well, you guys, um, I don't know how that's going to work for our marriage, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to feel a little uncomfortable <laughs> with that part of the conversation, but yeah, we'll talk about it later. All right. um, <laughs> Open relationships, we'll, 2020. We'll find about it later. Um, <laughs> 
So how do people book an appointment with you? They can go to my YouTube channel, which is just Astrology Guy. And there's a little link there. They can go to my website, which is astrologyguy.com. There's a link there. Or you can DM me on Instagram, which is at astrologyguy. If you DM him, you better not flirt with him or I will freak out. But basically, if you go, I think it's um, astrologyguychannel at gmail.com. If you email me there, then I can, um, I'll hook it up. I genuinely, 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 from the bottom of my heart, cannot recommend something more than a session with you. I tell every single person That's I awesome. meet, Thank it's life-changing, life-shifting. Get it for somebody for Christmas. Get it for yourself for Christmas. It is it is very powerful. So Thanks. I'm so grateful that your mom gave you that book. I'm yes, so grateful <laughs> that you read Thanks, it mom. and had no other books or TV. <laughs> and I'm so thankful that you came today. Thank you, Sean. Me too. Good yeah. times. Okay. Well, we'll, I'm sure, talk to you soon. Yep. And uh, we love you guys. Have a good week. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.